I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of Unfeatured Articles is sponsored by Cadbury Chocolate. Please. We, we, just, we just love this. We love chocolate. So we just please send us chocolate. And this is Unfeatured Articles. No, this podcast is not sponsored by Cadbury Chocolate. Hello and welcome to Unfeatured Articles, the show all about deep diving into the weird and wacky of Wikipedia and finding whatever we can. My name is James Keogh, I'm one of your hosts, I'm joined as ever by my other co-host, Curtis Lang. Hello, how are you, my dear friend, James? I'm loving it. Yeah? <laughs> like McDonald's, like, just like McDonald's. Just I'm like McDonald's, it. Um, loving it. We also have a couple of guests, uh, a couple of recurring guests that we've had uh, many times before. Uh, we've got none other than Lachlan Hoy. I'm dabbing. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm dabbing. Audio medium. The dab. Uh, he he did, th- tell us about that. did tell us about the dab, though. Yes, they are yeah. dabbing, in fact. Uh, and none other than Drew Buchanan. Hello. Back again. He's back. Off back a again. righteous run, two episode run. Oh, it feels good to be back. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I uh, couldn't um, get anyone else. Uh, wait, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I do have to wonder uh-huh. who of your guests has been on here the most? Is Drew now the it's most me. common guest? Yeah, it would have to be Drew. Uh, what about Alex? No, uh, fucking. Alex has been on twice, I thrice, think. Thrice, hasn't he? Thrice? He's you don't people don't use thrice enough. Yeah. No, we need a <laughs> so this is your, this is your fourth episode now. Isn't vernacular. It? I think so. so it is yeah. Drew. It is Drew. It is Drew. Yeah. It is Drew. Oh, uh, fun. And Drew, congratulations. Yay! <laughs> Actually, guys, um, you, you didn't uh, stamp my loyalty card. Oh, oh your fifth episode is free. Yeah, we will get, I we know. Do. My fifth episode is free. We do charge I, ten dollars <laughs> for every episode of podcast. So tough to we get. <laughs> so tough to just be a guest on your friend's podcast in this economy. Yeah. Steep rates. Steep rates. You at least got them to validate your parking, right? Yeah. Oh, I forgot, dude. <laughs> oh my god. Big I mean, we're in the valley. Are you Big kidding me? Oh, it's, my car's already towed. Hey, <laughs> what's, hey, what's boardroom A? Boardroom A. Do do tell. Is this a sound it's effect? It's silent. It's silent. That's what it That's is. That's boardroom A. That's oh, boardroom A. Fun. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, right, I'm bringing it back. Yeah. Bringing it back with um. Hey James. Yo. Do you want a beat? Uh yeah. <laughs> I would love a beat. Now Give why me is this one not happening? Any, any, any minute now. The, the vegetable beat. Why any is, minute. I, oh, I would love that. Yeah. Why is the sound Oof. not happening? Saved it. Mm. <laughs> it's not. Oh man. I mean, it is a beat. There we go. That's a remix. Oh yeah. Buddies. All right. Hey, ladies okay. and gentlemen, welcome to Can I just do like a 10-minute confiscation of for that, a 10-minute confiscation of the sound effects. Here. Fly. I will oh. I'm going to set an alarm on my phone. Yeah. Why okay. 10 minutes? When 10 this minutes alarm goes off, Curtis effects. can use sound effects. Hang okay. On, hang cool. On. All right. We're going to start the podcast as we always do uh, with a trip to the orphanage. Uh, now on Wikipedia there is a list of orphaned pages. These are pages that aren't linked to by any other page on the site. 
They're so sad. They're so sad. They're so lonely. So and we lonely. are going to come in and adopt one of them. But we have a bit of a choice because because there are so many, because there are 4,121 of these orphan pages, yeah. we can only choose one at a time, one each episode. And so what I'm going to get that, you guys That is to how do, orphanages work. That is work. how orphanages <laughs> work. We can't handle the paperwork for more no, than one. No, you no, know? Anarchy. absolutely. Anarchy. Yeah. So you, um, what I'm going to get you guys to do is each pick a number uh, and from those we are going to choose those orphans. They're all listed. They're all numbered. Um, we are going to decide which of those orphans we're going to keep. You know, add to our list of orphans. Oh, that's yeah. cute. The others get but shot. Others, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we cannot ever adopt the they're, others. They're, no. They're, they're, no, they're no longer orphans, though, as well. Because you said add to your list of orphans. Then oh, not. no, yeah. Add to a list of healthy, uh, thriving <laughs> children. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, exactly. does someone stop becoming an orphan when they get adopted? I'm pretty sure you're still an orphan. No, you'd have parents. They'd yep. be your new parents. You've hmm. been an orphan. We'll figure yeah. this out later. Okay, I'm going to do some Googling between episodes and work out what exactly <laughs> yeah. the legal requirement of being an orphan is, and I'm going to make sure that all three of you are that by the end of this recording session. Oh, um, orphan's going to kill our kill parents. My mom, my oh mom my loves God. you. Ooh. Oh. That's why she'll never see it coming. Oh. I'm kidding. Oh. Does Lisa listen to this? Because I would <laughs> yes. never... Lisa, I would never hurt right. you. Um, Keep your friends close and your yeah. friends' mums close. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, give me a number. 3,000. Yep. Oh, 3,000. 3,000 even. Oh, man. Like the year that the Jonas Brothers went to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But who went before the Jonas Brothers? Oh, I can't even remember the fuck name you. of the band. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Fuck you, because it was obviously... See? Alex, <laughs> mm. Alex Smith knows because he's old. Alex um, Smith does know. Alex Smith, this is a call out, you old, old fogey. Oh, oh, you're so you old. fucking fogey. We love you. We love him. Lachlan, can mm. you give me a number? Uh, 420. It's because I'm so high, guys. High of the time. Curtis Lang. 69. Look at us with the funny numbers. Yeah, That's all of them, isn't it? All the funny numbers? It's just those two, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's 69, 420, and 3,000. The most hilarious three numbers in the number. Okay. Here we go. So number 3,000. Uh-huh. Is ultra bright electron. Oh. Are we going to adopt the ultra bright electron? This is uh, an advanced atomical imaging tool that can allow scientists to view atoms and molecules in motion. Hmm. We could pick that one, or we could pick. That's not very. Oh wait, can we only it? adopt one of we the can, ones? Oh, yeah, we, yeah, we can Will only adopt one of these Lachlan? kids. No. Yeah, that's, that's fair. fair. Oh that's no. Fair. So uh, four twenty. Um, <laughs> Is the chemical pon- compound C7H8S. Okay. Uh, it's a molecular formula uh, with a molar mass of 124.2 uh, G slash mol. I don't know what that I mean, obviously. Is. Like, did you guys even hear the chemical composition? Yeah, <laughs> duh. Um, and then, <laughs> and then uh, our good friend 69. Wait, what does it do, though? It literally, that is all. Oh, is that it? Okay. That's why there was that section of numbers that were like... All this, uh, it, it, yeah. also, it also, if you um, if you ask it nicely, it, it does a song and dance. Yeah. Oh. Tap dances for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of... It's, it's not too bad. It's kind of winning in my books, yeah. honestly. <laughs> it's a pretty yeah, good yeah. compound. Beijing Enterprises Clean Energy Group Limited is a oh. Hong Kong-based company with interests in renewable energies and related industries. Oh, guys. Huh. That's pretty good, guys. Yeah. That was going to be my article. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a worth a- having on our team, right? It's a laugh a minute. If these orphans were adopting, we're training up to be a superhero squad, right? 
Mm. If they're yeah. like we're val- we're judging them by our, their value to us. These are some really boring orphans. They are yeah. kind of boring they're orphans. So, they're I just so nerdy <laughs> and like if, if they want us to adopt them, they should just be more interesting. Be better, like, I think my main orphans. thing is I just don't think I'd trust a corporate owned orphan. You yeah, know, you're, you're so right. You're yeah. so right. Yeah. Hey James, give me a beat. <laughs> there it yeah. is. Yeah. All Ooh. right. The ultrabiolectron. What? Seven H eight S. Ooh, Beijing DJ Enterprise Khaled. Energy Group. Okay, um, <laughs> so those are our three choices. Uh, which orphan are we going to adopt? Um, wait, what was four twenty again? Four twenty was the command. It was C seven H eight S. Oh yeah, and the uh, three thousand. Three thousand was the ultra bright electron. Okay, I mean Sorry, at least I, that sounds I, useful. Ultra bright electron. I wasn't yeah. listening. I was trying to find the hip hop sound. I effect. could tell. <laughs> you were glued to that laptop. Yeah. Uh, I found it though. My vote goes for. What? Oh. oh yeah. I don't think that. Get the studio. It's Truby Candle, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, Drew. Nice. Uh, I thought we'd broken you for a second. Fucking yeah. Like, nope. yeah. <laughs> got a reboot. Uh, this uh, is fucking this, bars. I'm just saying we've never been this is good whiter than we, we than we are <laughs> right now. Um, Ultrabright Electron or Beijing? I, as you said, like a government-owned orphan is probably bad, right? I mean, well, see, a government-owned orphan, I'd trust a government, an orphan in the in the public sector, is, yeah. but a private-owned orphan, oh, a corporate right. uh, orphan, yeah. no, I don't want true. that in my house. Yeah. Mm. That's true. All right. I'm going to vote for the Ultrabite Electron. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, it's, it's, okay. It's, a, it's a bit more interesting than, than, than just your usual run-of-the-mill run Electron. Not mm. quite the guy who changed his stars, though. No. no. <laughs> uh, um, That's a bit of a throwback. Yeah, what a bit man, of a throwback. Go man. back uh, a few episodes. Uh, have, you heard, have you heard of the phrase, changing your stars, Lachlan? No. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying. Except Drew. Oh, right. good. <laughs> Okay, right. I'm, I'm not going to go through this again. <laughs> but, uh, let's dive right in. Go back two episodes, listen there. Okay. Let's dive right in with uh, one that I think is quite special and quite different for episodes of this show. Lachlan, you've promised uh, an article which is of your special interest group, which is law, mm. and you have one that... You Are we starting with the law We're going to start with it. We're going to start with it. And that way it kind of like... I mean, worst case, we can edit this to be later in the podcast. That's right, that's right. Um, I don't think that's as easy as you make it sound. <laughs> I don't have to edit the podcast. It's not your job. Exactly. Yeah. I don't need to know how easy it is. We'll start off with that. Okay. Um, so mine's sort of mine's a bit of a combination of a couple of articles. Um, the main article I'm Cheating. going. Okay. Filthy <laughs> cheat. Uh, so the main article I'm going from is entitled just International Humanitarian Law, um, and I've. Drawn a couple of other things from some like related Wikipedia articles and from the international uh, something of the committee of the Red Cross's website because they have like some really good resources on like IHL stuff. Anyway, so um, so you're cheating, pretty much. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much just cheating. It's it's not Wikipedia. I mean, this is Wikipedia. Most of it's Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh. What isn't Wikipedia? Look, Wikipedia doesn't have all the complex legal definitions, so. That's a false. Your dad is Wikipedia. That's true. Fuck your dad that, is Mr. Right. Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah. Your dad founded Wikipedia, dude. Yeah. Come on. Ross that. Wikipedia you Buchanan. Should, you keep That's forgetting. The... All right. Sorry. Lachlan. So, um, the, Shout out to Ross. 
The gist of international humanitarian law, it's part of this concept under international law called the law of war, which is broken into two parts. So you've got um, jus ad bellum, which is the right to war, which mm. is sort of like the, the laws about entering into a conflict. Right. Um, so that sort of covers your like United Nations charters, um, like the stuff that prohibits using force and stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. What I'm talking about is jus in bello, which is more or less rights in war. Um, so that's like the the rules about how you actually act when you're in a, an armed conflict. Mm. Um, so it applies mainly to... Um, There's no rules in war. Never change. Oh. Or so you'd think. Or so you'd think. Oh. Oh. Turns out there's actually a lot of rules in war. Oh, no like, way. a lot of rules. <laughs> Take that, Drew. Um, oh, see, that's there what, no rules. That's there what the Nazis thought. And then Nirmengard. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Nirmengard is from... Nermengard is from Harry Potter. Yeah. And it is the place where Grindelwald uh, is kept. Uh, Nuremberg. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Nuremberg, Uh, the real place where we did actual things. Um, Okay, so the gist of it is um, there are kind of, there's a few like basic rules um, in. um, uh, There's six of them to be specific. So the. Only six? Well, I mean, there's lots more, but there's six. These are like the six basic the big, rules. The big picture rules. The big, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the general rules are people that are. Um, Did, can I can I interject? Uh, can I put my hand up? Is 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 one of them that uh, on Christmas you have to play a soccer match? Ooh, I've Ooh, seen that one okay. happen. So, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Actually, let's go around the room. What are you guys gonna guess is okay, one yeah, of the yeah, other yeah, yeah. six so, oh, basic on. rules? Of oh, yeah. humanitarian law. Let's play the feud. Here we so, go. I reckon number one is just be cool. Don't be a dick. I think that one is have a nice time. You win if you kill more people than the other one. Mm-hmm. And wow. you have to have your hands tied behind your back. That's like a special <laughs> yeah. bonus rule if you want to, like, just yeah. for fun. So you guys you guys read my notes without... Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can just, if you guys just want to take it away. Yeah, 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 yeah. We actually like joint lecture, um, like a, a class on this. Like, Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Actually, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And it's and, all and, and, spoken word. And, and we make people buy out a $150 textbook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, nothing for respect, but for the fallen from the team at Unfeatured Articles. Oh, now. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I just poured I just poured one out for my homies. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. just on the, the floor. Table, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the equipment. Yeah. Yeah. If you hear us breaking up, that's why. Yeah, that's why we poured a glass out. <laughs> but we would never break up with you. We love you. Do you mean the audience? The oh, audience. the audience. Yeah. 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 audience. You too. Oh, <gasps> thanks. Oh. That is a strong glass of wine. It's a good drink. Jesus. Though. Yeah. So the um the basic rules are, uh, and these are sort of found in um the most common one that you guys would know of is oh. the Geneva Conventions, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Um, mm. So break down. What, can you just tell me? Give me like a quick breakdown of what the Geneva Convention actually is. Is so is is it is it in itself like a list of rules of things that like after a war has happened that like. Okay, so yeah. um, I'll, I'll take a step back a little bit. Yeah. So um, basically, international humanitarian law is just, it's an area of international law. It's mostly governed by um, treaties, mm. which are mm. sort of essentially pieces of legislation. It's like the international equivalent of an act. It's just an agreement yeah. written and entered into by uh, one or more countries. Um, the international humanitarian law ones are mostly entered into by most countries, uh-huh. um, and are typically written 
either through the UN or through their the or, or like through their member states. Mm. Um, yeah. Most of these sorts of areas, people govern, even if it's not at a UN thing, kind of uh-huh. govern as like a UN. International law stuff is is typically seen as like kind of like UN agreements, even if it's not made in like yeah. the UN. Right. Yeah. Would, meeting would, chambers. Would that be like, would the Treaty of Versailles be under that? Yeah, the Treaty of Versailles is a treaty. That's, um, that's the only well, treaty that's I know. That's all I know. Well, the, treaty, <laughs> yeah. high school. the Treaty of Versailles was before the United Nations. Yes. It, and it yeah. was kind of the document that led to it the League of Nations, problems. which was the preceding <laughs> body before the United Nations, I believe. As far as I'm aware, yes. My yeah. my it's, my <laughs> area is more... More like kind of post World War Two, yeah. But it's, I it's believe also, that's correct. It's also the only document that started a world war. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite literally. Yeah, yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah, well, um, indirectly, it oh. was more. It, it was more Hitler invading Poland. But yeah. that lot of that treaty was that domino, that first domino. Mm, well, it did, yeah. it did lead to the to to uh, Germany's bankruptcy, which was then kind of a mitigating circumstance and there kind of go. the rise of fascism of, in the country. Of Adolf, mm. yeah, got it there. Someone's been to history class. I have. That's um, why I learned that Nurmengard was a place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I will also say up front, I'm only a law student, so any fucking governments or military generals listening, this is not advice, Back you off. fuckers. You get out of get here. Out of here. Stop listening to podcasts to figure out what to do yeah, it's, next. It's literally illegal for you to give legal advice, isn't it? That would be... That would end my career. If I gave you legal <laughs> advice right now, it would end my career. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, before whereas, it even starts. Whereas so. we boys, we can give legal advice. Yeah. Oh, any, <laughs> oh, yeah. You can say whatever the fuck you want about anything. Hey, Lock. Go and murder. Mm-hmm. I did a murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, what should I do next? Confess. Um. More? Got him. Oh, there we go. Oh, Wait a second. <laughs> um, so. The six basic Lachlan, rules. Do you just want to really quickly clarify that that was absolutely not advice? Yeah, not. Really I feel advice. like I clarified pretty pretty well up front when just they said have murdered more people. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, that one. Well, that's not legal advice. It's more just kind of personal advice. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's spiritual Every advice. Day. <laughs> I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to give people advice. I'm allowed to tell you what I think you should do with your day, but not like <laughs> formally murder. Yeah. Well, that's typically my answer. Yeah. Um, so the six basic rules are if someone is outside of combat or um, in French, I believe, or de combat, um, that's the phrase that uh, you see in like most of the writing. It's great mm-hmm. um, And people that aren't actively taking part in uh, hostilities have to be protected in all circumstances. Uh, the second rule is that the wounded and sick shall be cared for and protected uh, by the party or the belligerent, which is a warring nation um, that has them in their control. Um, and you have to basically respect the Red Cross and the Red Crescent, which is like the symbols of the Red Cross. It's like humanitarian aid symbols. Mm. Um, I got a thing on that later. Um, captured persons have to be, have to be protected against uh, acts of violence and reprisals, which a reprisal is uh, essentially it's basically a rerun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's reruns like, of Mash. I mean, in, oh, no, what's that? Hogan's Heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that's in it. kind of a, it's like the legal equivalent of a rerun. It basically it's like someone does something, something shitty to you that breaks the law, and you say, "Well, fuck you. I'm going to break the law against you too." But if someone comes know. up to you and the thing shitty that they did is shoot a bunch of civilians, you can't then go to their country and be like, well, fair's fair, (laughs) you know? Right. You know the rules. It's Um, like what I misunderstand Double Jeopardy to be. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. (laughs) Um, No person shall be uh, subjected to essentially uh, cruel or inhumane treatment. Um, uh, captured persons have to be protected against, I said that already. Mm. Uh, States don't have an unlimited choice in methods of warfare. 
um, that is restricted, and you must at all times distinguish between your combatants and your non-combatants, and you can only target military objectives. Basically, you can't just like target civilian shit. You can't target cultural shit. You can't target religious shit. You it has to be military. But, oh boy, do people do it? Oh, I mean, <laughs> they love to. Yeah, they're Lock not on. allowed to. Lock when on. we say they, we do mean the United States. I mean, oh. and this is this is unfeatured articles coming for the United call States. Out right of the US. Oh, I mean, are we coming for United States imperialism? Because I got some shit to say. <laughs> you hear me, Donald Trump? To all our listeners in the United States, please know we don't blame you. You're the good ones. <laughs> no, you're, no. the good ones. No. you're the good ones. You're the you're the cool guys. It's 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 those it's those bloody nincompoops in office. I tell you, no. bloody uh, nincompoops. We've got problems. Um, so yeah, the most commonly the most commonly uh, known international humanitarian law thing is yeah. the Geneva Conventions. So it's a series of four conventions which are essentially like agreed upon things that we will do as like an international community mm. when we're at war. Um, oh. Important distinction is that almost all of these rules only apply to international armed conflicts. So civil when, wars uh, and stuff don't. Civil wars are separate. Yeah. There, have, there are rules have. that govern civil wars, but it's a different. Most of them only govern uh, conflicts that are between two states. Sure. What What about the emu wars? Um, the emu wars. So that would be, so that would be an example of a non-international armed conflict. Mm. So that's where that's also, where your common also, article threes come in. Also pre the Geneva Convention. That's true. Yeah. When was the emu war? Eighteen something. Oh. oh, it was a, it was a dog. It's fight, also the like emu wars. interspecies. So I'm sure it has like its own set of rules. I mean, I don't Kevin think Kevin Rudd's the Camel War. That was recently. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Wonder what okay. Yeah. So that'd be yeah. See, that'd be governed by international humanitarian Wait, law. Boys, you know, you know what I heard? How we you can make a lot of money mm-hmm. is just go go into the outback and break a camel, and then you like sell it to you sell it to the oh. United Arab Emirates for like ten thousand dollars. Do you mean like break a camel spirit so you can ride it? Because I imagined yeah. you meant like you go no, out no. there and you just like beat a camel and you're yeah. like, what's up, United Arab Arab Emirates? Here, take this fucking dead camel, idiots. No, no, not not break in half, but like break down so it's like trained. You know how yeah. you break, oh. how you break yeah. a horse? Yeah. yeah. Well, you'd have to bring a lot of straws. <laughs> Moving up. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so there are four Geneva Conventions, actually. Um, really? the Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a series of four conventions that sort of govern um, the way you act. Um, so the first one covers um, the treatment of sick and wounded on land. The mm. second one's sick and wounded at sea. Uh, the third one's the treatment of prisoners of war. And the fourth one's the protection of civilians. Um, the other main element of international humanitarian law are the Hague Conventions, which sort of set up like the basic defi- definitions. Um, so that's where you get your definition of combatants. That's where you get your definition of civilians. That's where you get your mm. definition of um, uh, sort of like discussions of like what armed conflict is mm. and stuff, even though it's not strictly defined anywhere. Um, that sort of thing. Um, so, for instance, to be a combatant, uh, you have to be a non-medical or non-religious member of an armed forces. Um, you have to carry your arms openly, you have to wear a uniform, and you have to comply with international humanitarian law. Yeah. You do all those things, and you're a lawful combatant. Um, that's an important distinction, because only combatants are allowed to fight in a war. Sure, so the medics can't go in. Yeah, and, you know. yeah exactly. And like a civilian isn't legally allowed to walk... Right. Like A civilian is breaking international humanitarian law to, t- to pick up a gun and start shooting at soldiers. Sure. 
that's illegal. Yeah. The only way a civilian is legally allowed to fight in a war is if, and it's a weird, I don't know that it's actually happened very often. I think it happened once in France that I can think of mm. um, a while back, but it's this concept called a levée en masse. Um, I might be pronouncing that wrong. But it's essentially uh, a wise and noble tradition of unfinished art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's 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 more or less just if you have a group of civilians who know that an enemy military is coming to them, yeah. they can all spontaneously and without forward planning decide. You know what? We're just gonna fucking kill them all. They're gonna show yeah. up and we're gonna shoot them all. And you're just allowed to do that. Yeah. If well, it's a mass and sudden uprising of yeah. civilians against invasion, then they can do whatever the fuck they want. But. Yeah. You'll be a combatant, so you can be a prisoner of war. Ah. Um, so yeah, because it's so the the reason that you have to carry arms and wear a uniform and stuff is because it you have to be very clear when fighting a war who is a combatant and who's not, mm. because you can um, you can only legally target a combatant, combatant, and if you capture a civilian, you can't detain them. Um, at least not for any longer than is needed for like medical treatment yeah. or because like right. the area is not safe. But it's like you can't walk up to a civilian and say you have to sit here f- f- till the war's over. Tag, you're it. A prisoner of <laughs> yeah. war, on the other hand, <laughs> you're stuck in the mud. Exa- yeah, yeah. But it's like a prisoner of war, on the other hand, you can. You're cooked. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. like essentially yeah. once you capture a prisoner of war, you keep a prisoner of war until the war is over. Now, nah, mate, I've seen Hogan's heroes. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, yeah, it's not. I'll take your word for it. That's the second Hogan's hero <laughs> <laughs> uh, reference in this podcast. Uh, for, those, for those keeping a tally back at home. Um, you know what? That actually brings me pretty, pretty smoothly into what being a prisoner of war means. Um, so that basically, what I'm doing now is just like kind of a summary of like the main areas yeah, of sure. humanitarian law. So, um, prisoners, prisoners of war, you can keep detained until after a war. Um, until like after the conflict is over, um, you can only legally make them work to maintain the place that they're at, uh, okay. which I know is obviously not a rule that people Offices, actually no. comply with. Officers don't work. Uh, Bridge over the River Kwai, whole movie about that. Oh, yeah, mm. Alec Guinness. It's it's one of the great films of the 20th century, mm. um, and it's like it, it was this great. It was like Harold is like this kind of great identity film by the British as being like. Like this, like Alec Guinness was this very like. Sure. He was like, officers don't work, and like in the face of like um, torture and all that kind of thing, he was like, no, this is a rule. Officers huh. do not work. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, interestingly, that rule extends to all combatants. If you capture a combatant, like that's why the things where um, you know, those like stories you hear and like those photos you see of like prisoners of war building like railway lines for the people that captured them, and, illegal. Yeah, all yeah. of that stuff is completely illegal. The only work you can make a prisoner of war do is maintenance on the prisoner of war camp. Yeah. That's it. That's all you're allowed to make them do. Um, they have to be treated humanely. They have to be allowed to communicate with their families. Um, the only information that you can demand they give you is um, essentially their name and rank and who they report to. Basically, any information that would be needed to identify them to let their military know that they've been captured, that's all you're allowed to make them give you. Hmm. I mean, they can tell you stuff if they want to be a snitch, <laughs> but I mean, like... Yeah. Also, also, if you're just dishing, like... They, they, yeah. They, they can tell you stuff about how their day's going and... That's yeah, true, I mean, like... you can chat. Oh, yeah. That's not against the law. If you say, spill the tea... To a prisoner of war, do they legally have to just be like, well, all right, and then just like give the gas on like. Um, if you say spill the tea, then you can be charged for war crimes. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. I thought so. Legally. <laughs> Even I mean, just saying so, the words. Yeah, yeah. So you can't compel them to give up. 
You can't give up military strategy. Yeah. You can't make them. They but, can choose to, but but, yeah. but you can make them tell you who they like. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that actually is one exception. Yeah, that's one yeah. exception. <laughs> um, and but that's just because that's that's just because you need to be able to contact them. You know, because it's there's, like, there's well, if anything happens, then you have a legal obligation to contact their crush because it's like yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to let them know how they felt before. That's right. Oh no, exactly. Yeah. I mean, otherwise it would just be inhumane. Yeah. Do you, do you guys ever think about um, like those those like spam emails you used to get about like mm. if, if you don't forward this then your crush is or like if you forward this to like five people yeah your crush your crush will, will like you or yeah yeah oh those are like way more positive than the ones I got mine were literally just like I would get spam emails that was like send this to twenty friends or a ghost girl will be at the end of your bed oh, for the rest of your life and if you I ever make eye contact those. with her she'll eat your heart I got yeah. that one I yeah. hated those yeah. so much oh they scared me so bad as a yeah. kid literally. Um, I just gave all my money to a man in Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a prince. He can be trusted. Like, yeah, yeah. trust him. <laughs> oh, fun fact. Yeah. Um, um, th- this is something I also learned from Wikipedia. Uh, Nigeria has never had a royal family. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's never been a prince of Nigeria. No. <laughs> so, 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 wait, you're, you're telling me this dude that I gave $10,000 to is ripping me off? I'm sorry, Drew. I, I mean... He was lying to you. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Have um, I told you this, boys? I nearly worked. I nearly worked for a pyramid scheme like twice. What? <laughs> yeah, man. Stop yeah. working for pyramid schemes, Drew. <laughs> oh me. my god! <laughs> it, crazy story. No, I have two. I once went oh, to an wow. interview. Yeah. I once went to an interview, and by the end, I was like, "Hang on, now that's a pyramid scheme." Yikes! Yeah. It's it's these things on Seek that like they market themselves as like as like a marketing firm oh, like aggressive yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. face to face marketing and, and, and they they oh. I got an interview with one of them no, oh, no way. way it's it's it, it's all at the same place as well it's it's on this the 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 two ones i the first one i did i went for like three no, it, like two or three interviews mm-hmm. nearly did the last one and um very funny side note. There was like, oh yeah, you need to give 100 points of uh, identification, which is like a, a thing that sure. usually so pe- like people a do. Photo ID, yeah, points, so like photo ID. Um, mm. and there was there was a whole list of it was like driver's license, this 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 assist, and everything Hang was on. like five points, and passport was like 95 oh, yeah. points. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so they really so they just really wanted f- a photo of your passport. That's really funny. That's. No, Not sketchy. A, yeah. But also, if, if, jobs don't generally do that. No, no, yeah, no, 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 like, no. When you move into a house or when they you, yeah, 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 like the jobs I go for don't do. do that. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, but if, if you if this is a, a public service announcement to hmm. anyone going for an interview at like a marketing firm, and it's. It's in Milton. I, I can't remember the address. Oh my god! I think that was the one oh, I went the, to. The, the, the side street off, like. Wait Milton? a second. Mm-hmm. I think I almost <laughs> had a, like because I had a similar thing where it's like face to face marketing, blah blah yeah. blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, I think, in that. Oh my god! I know bullet. Like as, as Drew said, they, they run you through like three or four interviews to it's make it seem so like really competitive and like really professional yeah. and that kind yeah. of thing. Like, See, I, they only gave me one, so. Oh. Uh, I well, guess I wasn't even worth scamming. This kid's too smart for a pyramid True. scheme. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to be tough when you can't even get hired by a pyramid scheme. Yeah. It's weird. I had to get 100 points and like a picture of my penis was worth 100 points. And like, I don't know. And that was the only option. And it was like, I don't yeah, know. Guys, it was guys, like, yeah, weird. No, weird that you had to have your face in it too. Yeah, that was strange. Yeah, that was the strangest bit actually. Hmm. Uh, go no, on. But, but, oh. but I, uh, this is just a... a 
wrapping up this. Yeah, okay. I, I went to I went to like three interviews and then I was like, oh, this is a pyramid scam. I'm going. Yeah. And then um, I got I got a call like two weeks later for oh, a no. different marketing. Oh firm. no! Like, <laughs> time, it's got to be fun. We're on, boys. And then like, <laughs> like I remember they called me out of the blue and I was like, oh yeah, all this thing. I did I did my job voice and shit. Mm. Um, and then they're like, oh, well, we'd love to have you for an interview. I'm like, yeah, please. Um, and then. I was, and then they like sent me an email and it's the same address. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Literally the yeah, exact nah. same place. And I was like, ooh, better not. Oh, Jesus. Um, oh, that reminds me of a story. Go I'll on. get to it later. <laughs> All right. Um, if we've got time later, I'll tell a story yeah, yeah, about yeah. how my girlfriend was also was almost recruited into, I think, a cryptocurrency scam. Ooh. Yeah, good fun. Exciting. Was it Titcoin? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, call back to Titcoin there? Yeah, fun. So. you sent an email off to one of your professors and was like, hey, is this a... Oh, that's oh, another yeah. story about how I almost got recruited into what a many years... Uh, many years in the field, Barrister thought was a serious money laundering scheme. Wonderful. We wow. might, I'll tell you what, we might record a little sneaky episode where we do a chat app. We'll do a chat app. That, you know what? I don't hate that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Lachlan, what, what did your barista think of it though? We'll get to it on the chat app. <laughs> Lachlan, Sorry. keep talking about international law. Yep, um, okay, so. And wrap it up in about five minutes. <laughs> Jesus, okay. Seamless. Um, Seamless. Okay, so yeah, so the gist is um, you uh, you become a prisoner of war if you're captured and under enemy control. So it's not enough for you to just have stopped fighting. Uh-huh. Um, you have to send them back after the war, but there's this weird principle called non-refoulement, which has kind of come in since the Second World War, which means that technically a prisoner of war can't say, no, don't send me home. But it's also <laughs> illegal under international law to send someone back to their country if they're, like, at the threat of being prosecuted or, like, persecuted there. Oh, I see. Um, right. So it's like if a prisoner of war... It's like that Tom Hanks movie, The Terminal. It's exactly like Terminal. I'm sure yeah. it's exactly like Terminal. Fucking sick movie. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Can yeah. I? One of the articles I was considering talking about was a list of people who have lived in airports. I'm just. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is Tom Hanks. Tom There's Hanks. a picture of Terminal. It's just, just Tom it's Hanks. Just Tom Hanks. <laughs> Lachlan, please. Um. So yeah, basically. Um. Oh, the the other really interesting thing I thought about prisoners of war. Um. And this is kind of the last thing I have on this. Mm. Um. So you can only send them away early, but like before the war ends, if it's to send them uh, back to their country or to a neutral country, it cannot be your own country. Um. For medical care. So they the, get to go oh, to Switzerland. Right. Yeah, more gotta, or less. Yeah. Um. Typically, it's actually like an agreed upon I'll country. <laughs> um. But they can also escape. The interesting thing about escaping Ooh. is you're allowed to punish a prisoner of war for failing to escape. <laughs> but if a prisoner of war successfully escapes and then is later recaptured, mm. under international law, it is, a, it is against the law to punish them for escaping the first time. Which I thought was interesting. Wait, because they, they got captured again? Because escaping makes you officially not, uh, un- legally, you're no longer a prisoner, prisoner of, war of war if you successfully escape. Right. So you can't be punished for not oh. being a prisoner of war, pretty oh, much. yeah. Um, and it's like, because of course you're going to try to escape. Right. Um, the other sorts of, the other like kind of rules that I thought were interesting are, um, so you can't use any weapons, anything that could cause. <laughs> in the war? As in, you can't just pick. <laughs> one of the rules. You no can't guns. pick from any weapons that you'd like. 
Um, oh, so sure. you can use like your traditional like sort of guns and like basic explosives and stuff. Your slingshots. Yeah. Yeah. But anything but, that but you you couldn't trident someone. You like, could probably trident someone, someone actually. Yeah. Um, basically, you, you, could, give not a, to, you could give it a try. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Fuck you. I mean, you're not allowed to use chemical warfare anymore, are you? Yeah. Like, mustard gas well, and that kind of thing. You're not allowed to stuff, use yeah. anymore. Yeah. Because yeah. um, oh, the yeah. the rule is anything that would um, kill or harm like indiscriminately, anything that's going to like harm large populations of civilians, uh, right. anything that's going to cause, even if it's against the um, enemy troops, anything mm. that's going to cause injury or suffering that has no legitimate medical purpose. So it's like. Shooting a soldier might have a uh, military purpose, sorry. Shooting a soldier might have a military purpose. Um, lighting a soldier on fire with napalm has no military... Like, that doesn't help Jeez. you any more than shooting them would, sure. you know? Yeah, so yeah. all you're doing is making them suffer. Unnecessary cruelty. Exactly, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. It all, kind, yeah. all kind of comes down to the same thing. What so if, oh, sorry, you go on. The way the rules work, more or less, is it's this entire body of law that accepts like war as an inevitability. It's like, cause international law is all about preventing conflict, Mm. but then you've got your international humanitarian law and it's basically like, we're going to go to war. It's going to happen. It's happened before and we need to know what to do when it happens. So it's this entire series of rules that instead of trying to prevent war, it's like trying to make it so that militaries can successfully Mm. win a war Without having to without, kill everyone, yeah. it's 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 not pretending that oh we can just be at peace all the time. Yeah, yeah. there's no you know need for this. It's saying that logically we will go to war. Yeah, could you mm. as like a weapon mm. would this count if like you just kept giving uh, gifts of cigarettes to the opposition <laughs> and you're just playing the long game of just giving them lots and lots of cigarettes? That would be. I would argue that would be under the same line as mustard gas, right? Mm. Honestly, like, like, let me give you a situation here. Okay. Let me give you a situation mm. here. Mm. You are a you are two different nations. Yep. One is at like the height of its economic and technological prowess. Yep. One is yep. at the beginning of its technological and economical prowess. So it is two very different nations, right? Yeah. So like it's it's fucking the United States as it is today versus Ooh, like bit of a, Mesopot- a, a Mesopotamian tribal village in like three thousand BC. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Now, if the United States just goes, hey, here's this great thing <laughs> called cigarettes. <laughs> and oh, and yeah. these guys are like, wow, thank you for this True. gift. We have no idea what cigarettes are, but mm, man, this is tobacco tasty. And then they all just <laughs> get lung they, cancer and they yeah. all die. And the United States steps in and goes like, this is ours now. It's, now it's, it's literally, it's exactly like Mean Girls where, where they give Regina George. I was like, going to say. It's exactly like Mean Girls. In the, so oh, that ways. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where yeah. They, they give her the bars. And then she gets, she yeah. gets fat. Or yeah. that one. What's the one where they give uh, Coke, Coca-Cola? Like it drops into that like tribe that's never seen Coca-Cola. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. Uh, you keep going. <laughs> Um, to answer your question, Curtis, yeah. yes, I believe that would be a war crime because yeah. so what the interesting thing about the weapons prohibitions <laughs> is there's no set weapons that are prohibited. I mean, there's, I mean, it, it's generally agreed upon as sort of like an, uh, unavoidable truth of international law that you can't use like nuclear weapons and you can't use like chemical weapons. Right. But, um, yeah. So where does that sit? So, so technically, you- legally, nuclear weapons are as a rule, there's an, uh, I won't get too much into it, but there's an international court of justice, which is the like main court of the UN. It's not yeah. the, it's not the one that I'm about to talk about, um, but it's the main court of the UN. Uh, they released an advisory opinion on the legality of nuclear weapons. I don't believe, I don't remember where they settled on it. I think they said that it was illegal, 
but they also uh, it was also decided that they legally couldn't give that advisory opinion. <laughs> so there's no technically settled law on so the legality of nuclear weapons. It's, but, fr- it's frowned upon. But because it because it would it would be such like because like a nuclear a nuclear attack would almost inevitably kill um, and harm far beyond would be militarily justified yeah. um, and necessary. Uh, there is I can't think of any circumstance where using a nuclear weapon and it actually hitting people would ever be legal. Um, the so, movie is called The Gods Must Be Crazy. It's about a tribe in Botswana. Uh, one day a glass of Coca-Cola is carelessly thrown out of an airplane and falls to earth unbroken. Initially, the people assume the strange artifact is a present from the gods, just as they believe plants <laughs> and animals are and find many uses for it. That's the movie Wait, uh, that I was referencing. Wait, that's, that's what that that's movie's what? about? The Gods Must Be Crazy? Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, that no, is no. not what I expected. Okay. Now, I, let, me, let me come back from that very yeah. funny topic. I just need to come back to someone slightly serious for a second. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So the Cold War. Yeah. During that time, because the, the idea of the Cold War, that it was like that neither side was like 100% willing to act mm-hmm. before the other one did mm-hmm. for fear of complete and utter nuclear annihilation. Mm-hmm. Yes? Mm-hmm. If, I've if, seen that X-Men movie. Yeah. <laughs> if, <laughs> if either side had done it, mm. had, uh, were they, what, what, would, what have, would the end game have been? Okay. The Avengers Mag- end game. Ma- Ma- Magneto would have stopped it. Yeah. So that's... He can bend metal. Realistically, and this Only is tough can bend metal, <laughs> and this is what makes it interesting. I think um, because these um, these like prohibitions on weapons and stuff are like all well and good when you're talking about like chemical weapons or whatever. Because it's like enough people will survive chemical weapons to yeah. um, to be able to prosecute someone for the use yeah. of chemical weapons. The interesting thing about nuclear weapons and the reason it kind of hasn't been discussed, I would assume is because of mutually assured destruction. It's like if we, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether nuclear weapons are legal because if someone uses them, then everyone uses them and that's it. Mm. Right. Okay. So yeah. it's, so it's less of and sort then, of a legal it, nuclear weapons kind of happen. Yeah, and then the Fallout games happen. Exactly. Um, so I think nuclear weapons are like less of a legal concern and more of a political concern. Yeah. Just because it's sort of like the main focus is making you, sure no one uses it. Yeah, you can't go up to America and say, um, but it's illegal for you to do that because America's never cared about international law. Mm. I mean, they're yeah. like never in their entire lives. They're bad and, boys. And quite ah, quite rebels. frankly, um, the same would have happened if Russia had first used nuclear weapons, because Russia and the and the United States are both parts of the are both members of the P five, which means that any Security Council resolution and the Security Council is yeah, like this is fucked. Do you guys know this? Do you guys? This oh is my god! Like no. Proper fuck. Oh okay okay. So there's this thing called. Uh, do you guys know the Security Council, right? Not really. The okay. UN, the UN nah, Security no, Councils really. are the big boys of the UN. They are the they are the they are like the head. Board of the UN, pretty much. Uh, Not really. So the head of the UN, the head of the UN is technically the Secretary General of the UN. They're the person that runs it. Sure. Um, So it kind of the UN kind of splits into a few different bodies. Um, The main bodies are the General Council. Mm. Um, So there's like the Secretariat and like his like kind of admin stuff. I believe the the Secretary General is currently a man, but. I'm, I may be wrong on that. Uh, I think the I think the secretary general might have retired. The fucking in recent years. Um, you. So you've got your like the secretariat and like that kind of wing. It's all like admin stuff. And then you've got the general assembly, which is where all of the countries meet and discuss treaties and discuss like international agreements and stuff. The secretary you, of the UN at the moment is Antonio Guterres. Yes. Okay. Uh, I thought so. 
That's Antonia Banderas' brother. Yeah. <laughs> <Evil> twin. <laughs> they have the same the, first name. Their parents are weird. The guy you're thinking of, I believe, is Kofi Annan. No, I was thinking of the Secretary okay. General. All right. Co- Kofi Annan is like the most famous UN Secretary General. Oh, see, I don't yeah. know a lot about the history of the Secretary Generals. So I just know like I just know about the current one, just Please. because he's the current one. Talk to us about the uh, Secretary. Um, I mean, so the Security Council. Your General Assembly is sort of like they're the ones that that's where like a lot of the um, at least a lot of a lot of the like sort of universal or like larger treaties come from um, mm. because it's an opportunity for a lot of countries to get together and discuss. But nothing the General Assembly says is technically binding until it's like goes through the process. Right. The Security Council is different. The Security Council is this um, body of, um, I think there are, ten, yeah, here we go. There are 10 non-permanent members of the Security Council, which is just kind of like a rotating cast of like 10 different uh, states um, that sort of, I think they take it in three-year blocks. But then you have the permanent five. The permanent five are um, China, Russia, the United Nations, England, and France. Mm. The winners um, of World War Two, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah literally. Um, so the Security Council's main deal is they're the ones that enforce international law as much as anyone can enforce international law because it's a system literally designed to not take away power from governments. Yeah. So it's like hard to enforce <laughs> in a in a classical way. Um, but the Security Council can basically, anything the Security Council says is technically binding. The Security Council can um, authorize the use of force for serious violations of international law. Mm. Basically, it's like when someone fucks up, the Security Council um, at the very least says something about it. Right. The interesting thing is the P5 members, who are the five of the biggest nations in the world and five and the people that kind of come up most in these sorts of things. Yeah. And also yeah. probably five of the most contentious nations in the sure, world. The definitely. Five of them that have the most arguments. Yeah. Like And yeah, the five of them who break international law against each other the most, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Between the US and Russia alone. Mm. Like, yeah. That's, and know. China. And China. And China, yeah. China yeah. And, yeah. The members of the P5 have veto power. Oh. Literally any Security <laughs> Council resolution that is made, um, any member of the P5 can at any point say, no, actually, that's not. It. we're not making that resolution. Not for and me. And that's it. That's the end of the story. Yeah. Yikes. If a P5 member says no, it just doesn't happen. That's so, why that's why the U- UN could technically do nothing about Ukraine. Right. Because mm. Russia is on the Security Council. Literally anything anything that is tried to inf- that tried to be enforced against um the United States and Russia are the biggest offenders for yeah. it. But yeah. I mean, it's it's a political point. Everyone on the P5 has to do it. If someone makes a re- if the re- if a resolution is made against you, you kind of have to to save face veto it. Right. Um, so it means that international law is kind of unenforceable against in in its technical sense against those against, against those countries. Right. Um, it just kind of becomes like a political matter at that point, and it's it's I could, like it's one of those things that kind of came about because they wanted to protect their own sovereign power, but then kind of just like undermines the system yeah. because yeah. like if the United States can veto whatever they want, the United States will veto everything. You exactly. Know? Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. And it just means it like completely kneecaps the whole institution. Yeah. Um, Cooked. So that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, current elected members mm-hmm. of the UN Security Council. Oh, oh the uh, non-permanent 10? Yes. Uh, the Here Ivory Coast, Equatorial uh, Guinea, South Africa, Kuwait, Indonesia, Poland, Peru, Dominican Republic, uh, Belgium and Germany. Mm. Mm. And that cool. changes next year. Oh, cool. To be Niger, Tunisia, South Africa, Vietnam, Indonesia, Estonia, St. Vincent and the uh, Grenadines, Dominican Republic, Belgium and Germany. 
Yeah. Uh, so a couple, it, of, a couple of them are on there for, sure. for a, a, a multiple periods. Yeah, yeah, it basically just rotates between um, United Nations member states. Yeah. Um, they when just was the last of, time Australia was on there? Ooh, I couldn't tell you. I think you. it was the last, the last rotation before mm. this one. It was uh, 2000. Oh, oh wait, really that really was the Olympics. That was the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always get the Olympics and the, the non-permanent 10 of the security. <laughs> but I tell you, the stuff. non-permanent 10 is just a big popularity contest. Mm. Like, oh, my God, Oh, my man. gosh. It's so, just, like, Just as interesting to watch, though. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, know. Like, I get it. I wasn't, we weren't homecoming king. Like, you know, yeah. fine, whatever. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Well, um, that has been a delightful... Forty minutes. Yeah, that was <laughs> Jesus. I should stop. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Do you want to? Do you want me to give you? It's we'll do. We'll do. We'll do an after. An after party. We'll have like a Ufa nights. We'll do. We'll Ufa nights. Well, yeah. no. I mean, okay. My well, other. My I other thing. You, I will give you three minutes to wrap it up because that means we'll, we will be Generous. at fifty minutes. Oh, give me literally like thirty seconds. All I just right, had one more thing. Let's do it. Um, the, the, uh, just kind of piggybacking off of that, um, enforcement is similarly kind of complicated with um, international humanitarian law um, because for a long time we didn't really have any way to enforce it. Like mm. it was just kind of for a long time you just kind of enforced breaches against the country that did it, but like the people weren't held accountable and it was a whole messy thing and there wasn't really any bodies to do it. So um, the Nuremberg trials, hey. um, trials. After, after World War II was sort of like one of the biggest... Um, um, at first and kind of biggest modern yeah. uh, uh, sort of enforcement measures. Um, and that was basically where they like tried a bunch of war- Nazi war criminals. Yeah. Um, so then you sort of like flash forward a little while um, and you have like the atrocities in like Rwanda and Yugoslavia yeah. and stuff, right. um, which right. led to these like ad hoc tribunals being made. Um, so the International Criminal Tribunal of the former Yugoslavia uh, indicted 161 different people over 24 years. Mm. Um, and the International Criminal Tribunal of Rwanda uh, uh, indicted 96 over 21 years. So that's uh, an indicted meaning that they brought officially brought charges against them. Yeah. Um, so then uh, you get kind of like a little while later um, and it was sort of, we were seeing kind of like more of an uptick in uh, war, um, uh, largely like through, through like the Middle East and stuff. And yeah. there wasn't really any ways to kind of like deal with that, especially because mm. of like the high numbers of like civilians involved in those. Oh, sure. So, so they then really apply like the same stuff or? Yeah, well, uh, you could largely apply sort of the same stuff. I mean, cause it's like either those um, basic tenants of like um, not treating people inhumanely right. and unjustly, um, that sort of stuff applies to any wars. Sure, That's sure. common article three of all of the Geneva Conventions, yeah. that, which literally just means they article three of all the Geneva Conventions is the same. Is the wait, same. wait, common articles? This isn't, mm. this isn't, this isn't common articles. This isn't right? common. Oh my God. Oh. You're um, on the wrong podcast for common articles, my friend. But the... To kind of to kind of combat that um, that like un- inability to enforce it, they created the International Criminal Court, which is the first permanent international criminal court. It's in the Hague. It's um, and over the last ooh, like fifteen years ish, I didn't actually get when it was made. Mm. Um, they've indicted forty four people, including Gaddafi and Kony. Oh, um, we got him. We got him. Cheers. We did it, guys. We did it. We made him famous. <laughs> and it's, yeah, basically it's like any crimes against humanity, war crimes or crimes of aggression, go there. You can try the countries. You can try the soldiers. You can try the officers. Anyone involved. Um, 
can be prosecuted. Mm. Um, and basically they just step in whenever um, a nation doesn't want to punish their people. So like like the winning side of a conflict won't, won't often punish their war criminals. Um, and when, uh, I don't know, just when, oh, when the Security Council uh, tells them to, they can step in. And um, I mean, it's difficult because the state has to be involved. So it means that like the US has never gone to the... International Criminal Court, which they probably should have. <laughs> um, but still, it's like this cool symbol of like after this uh, sort of like tumultuous century yeah. of like constant uh, violations of like human rights and violations of humanitarian law and stuff, they like finally got together and have this like symbol of like the international community's dedication to uh, protecting uh, people in times of conflict. Yeah, And whether it's an especially effective thing or not. I think it's, I think it's a really powerful kind of like sign of where hopefully the international community is heading. Absolutely. We're getting that's there. Cool. So that's, that's awesome. That's yeah. the law of war. The law yeah. of war. Thank you it's, for letting me give literally an hour long lecture. That on the is podcast. Okay. It's, it's good. Fun. It rhymes. It's good. Law of war. It's good. The law I of think war. This is a good um, entry war, level. Fuck. <laughs> Good God, y'all. What is it good for? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Say it again. <laughs> now what? Good, good. What is it Oof, good? I've never watched a, a person drown before. Yeah. That, was a cool, <laughs> that was an interesting uh, first for me. Um, thank you. Yeah, that was awesome. That was so good. I think we'll probably do. Oh, I'm loud. Oh, sorry. Loud. Yeah, the uh, the the volumes all just kind of changed on me there. That's okay. I'm bringing us back down now. I was. Ooh, I'll bring us up just a little bit. Ooh. Hey, no, that's sexy. That's there, sexy. We there we go. Yes. Hopefully, uh, we were audible. <laughs> oh no, we were. We <laughs> Could were. you imagine? Just no, no, like no. The yeah. whole time. All right. Uh, we'll I probably... think I think Lachlan was just a bit louder than the rest of us, sure. which isn't bad because they Makes were the sense. ones talking. Yeah. Um, fair enough. So um, we'll probably do, what do you want to do, like two and two, two this episode, two next episode, just for time? Yeah. In terms of what we're doing. That's a good idea. Right yeah, now. we'll do a two-parter. We'll do a do two-parter. A two-parter. Oh, I'm so sorry I made this episode into a two-parter. No, 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 that's no, fine. no. It's all good. We love long podcasts. It's all good. Yeah, we love good apps. Um, Let's have James. Let's yes. have you go then. Cool. I was, yeah, because mine sort of, it doesn't link to yours at all, but oh, I, was, oh I was about to say it links to yours a bit. Um, in that, there was a lot of legal uh, action that had to be made. Oh, fun. A place called Action Park. Oh, do you know about no, this? Do you know about I've this? Heard, yeah. I've heard about, <laughs> I don't know about Action oh Park. Oh my gosh! Please okay. direct all of your oh next comments God. to me. God, yeah, I've okay. heard about Action Park. Yeah. You so, are in for a treat. I can't Curtis. wait. Action Hang Park. Hang on. All right. Wait. Did you want to find a good uh, uh, sound? Was that what you were looking for? Yeah. Just, just fill for me for two seconds. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I was going to anyway. I was going to say Ooh. what my article is anyway. No, um, I just want to. I just, I just want to give you like some cool back in, back out music. <laughs> okay. Um, just, 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 is no, just talk amongst yourselves for a second. So this is going to be cut, right? <laughs> yeah, I no, talk amongst yourselves. Nah, so nah, you'd be surprised. Yeah, look. <laughs> the amount of stuff we say, all right, so we'll cut that. And then we just don't. <laughs> phenomenal. Oh, like, I, I believe at one point on this uh, podcast, I gave the location of where my father lived. Just yeah. out, it's just out there now. Oh my I, God. You also yeah. opened like seven bounties last time I, I was did, on. I we did. Open do you remember, Lachlan, when we were talking about my 10th grade English teacher? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did not cut that. No, we did not cut Dude. that. So <laughs> my, uh, yeah, his name is out I there. I want to fuck blank. Anyway, it's yeah, just out there It's now. just out there. Except it's not blank. It's his name is the in name. there. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> Don't go back. I hope that he heard it. Um, <laughs> if you're listening, please contact me. James is a grade 10 English teacher. 
I'm still down. Do you have the sound? Yeah. I okay, do. Can, can I do I, know, no, I now okay. have the sound. All right, you ready? All right. Okay, all right. No, so, James, what, what's your article? Action Park. Action Park was an amusement and water park founded in Vernon, New Jersey, on the grounds of the Vernon Valley slash Great Gorge Sea Resort. The park consisted primarily of water-based attractions and originally opened to the public in 1978 under the ownership of the Great American Recreation, G-A-R. Action Park featured three separate attraction areas, the Alpine Center, Motor World, and Water World. The latter was one of the first modern American water parks. Many of its attractions were unique, attracting thrill-seekers from across the New York metropolitan area. Action Park's popularity went hand-in-hand with the reputation for poorly designed rides, under-trained, under-aged staff, intoxicated guests, and staff, and a consequently poor safety record. At least six people are known to have died as a result of the mishaps on rides at the park. And it was given nicknames such as Traction Park, Accident Park. uh, Class Action Park. That's correct. Yeah, Yeah, I had Uh, Little effort was made by state regulators despite a history of repeat violations. In its later years, personal injury lawsuits led to the closure and of more and more rides, and eventually the entire park in 1996. <laughs> um, so let's get into... Uh, <laughs> Coming down park. now. Coming down now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so this is a park... Uh, where a bunch of people died Yay. and it just stayed open for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally, what I know about Action Park is mm. the, the, the reason I know about it is because of the movie. I, I mean, there's you, a movie. Yeah, yeah. It's called Action Point, mm. and it's Ooh. it's it's uh, it's one of Johnny Knoxville's movies. Oh, it's oh based, for real. It's based on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's based, no, on, it, it's, it's based yeah. on. Yeah, literally. Yeah. But but what I know about Action Park is literally it like they they were doing. Oh, can I have the music? Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Oh, so, hang on. No, I've uh, got a new one loaded. I'll give it to you in a second. No, it's all right. Yeah. What, I, what I know about it is they were just doing terribly for their business. Yeah. And, mm. and then the, the owner of Action Park was just like, let's just like do things really like, just make things super fucked. They let's, cut a let's, lot of corners. Let's have, let's have no safety standards. <laughs> yeah. And like um, the so most fucked rides. It's, <laughs> it, yeah. Essentially, yes. Um, so Action Park's most successful years were the early and mid-1980s. Um, most oh, ro- thank God. Sorry, what? the sound effects is called 80s Power Rock. Oh, it's the 80s. The early to, to the early to mid-80s. So it's the early to mid-80s. Uh, most rides were still operating and the guests, the park's dangerous reputation could be t- down a touch, down a touch, just a touch. Just a touch. There we go. Two 80s for James. Oh, oh no, you did the opposite oh, of the yeah. thing. That I said, and the park's dangerous reputation had not yet developed. In 1982, where was Boffin? Two guests died at the park within a week of each other. Yeah, okay, I'll did. Yeah, they did. They died. <laughs> I was like, mm. oh, uh, leading to the permanent closure of one ride. Despite this, many people continued to come in massive numbers. The park's fortunes <laughs> began to turn. Began to turn. I would say continued I to mean, turn. With two, you're death- not going to die after two people have already died. <laughs> well. Began to turn with two more deaths in the summer of 1984. Famously, and that's what happened to Dreamworld. I mean, this is the thing, right? I keep thinking about Dreamworld. Yeah. Because, like, they had that accident and it was a massive thing and, like, people stopped coming. They still haven't recovered. And they still haven't recovered. Oh, no. Here, 
1982, two people die within a week of each other in separate they, incidents. Yeah, they didn't even close the bar. And they didn't. People continued to come in massive numbers. And then oh two people, people more died in 1984. And the legal and financial problems that, st- that stemmed from the ensuing lawsuits, a state investigation of misconduct in the leasing of state land to Action Park led to a 110-count grand jury indictment against the nine related companies oh, that ran the park and out. their executives for operating an unauthorized insurance company. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get to that later. Oh, what a twist. <laughs> yes. Um, so, they, you know, the CEO pleaded guilty that November to... It's still going. Ooh, Great. Indictments. Uh, the CEO pleaded guilty to five insurance fraud-related charges. Yeah, he did. Uh, prob- not to the any did. sort of manslaughter charges or anything like that. Still... Why would you? Attendance remained high. Jesus, how was the park <laughs> right? right? Fucking hell. Uh, I guess I guess this was the eighties, and the they park really remained profitable. Safety, the park and the park remained profitable. Yeah. Okay, so during the nineteen eighties, the park entertained over one million visitors per year, with as many as twelve thousand coming on some of the busiest weekends. Park officials said this made the injury. In- Here we go. Park officials said this made the injury and death rate statistically insignificant. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Did that end? One million go in, only 999,990 come out. <laughs> Statistically, we're doing great. That's yeah. fine. That's really, really, really That's good. Fair. Guys. That's really we're fair. Really fine. That's yeah. really fair. Uh, nevertheless, the director of the emergency room. <laughs> I mean, him- <laughs> sorry. They always talk about the people who died, but how about the people that just come to the park and don't die? A lot of people <laughs> lived. They don't talk about that. A lot of people, people lived. Exactly. Uh, what's the thing? What what do we always use that um that excuse for? Like all people, like we're like, oh yeah, you never hear about the bad stuff. It like uh, the good stuff. Everything anti vaxxers Oh <laughs> uh, um, yeah, fuck. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? Right. So it's statistically insignificant. It's fine, guys. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, nevertheless, the director of the emergency room at a nearby hospital said they treated from five to ten victims of the park accidents on some of the busiest days, and the park eventually brought the township of Vernon extra ambulances to keep up with the volume. Oh, dear God. So, a few rides well, were closed. They didn't think closing it down. No, right. not yet. No not for another, like, ten years or so. <laughs> a few rides were closed and dismantled due to costly settlements and rising insurance premiums. Not the deaths, that's fine. Mm. Uh, in the 1990s and the park's attendance began to suffer as a recession early in that decade reduced the number of visitors. Uh, not because of the deaths, it's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. In early 1995, the owning company operated the park with no liability insurance. Uh, well, New Jersey did not require it, and they found it more economical to go to court than purchase liability insurance. Everything is legal in New Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> I was about to say to quote my main man, uh, Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. And they relied on their own self-insurance. So what I want to do is take a bit of a ride through some of the rides. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't want to die. Let's go to Action Park, guys. No, please. 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 It's funny because All they've right, got... Who's Actually, not, hang on. Who's not gonna, coming out? Are you going to take us through some of the rides? Yeah. All right, cool. Please. Let's come back to those rides on next week's episode. No, I think we'll, we'll do a long one. What are we on? But it gives them a cliffhanger. No, but then I don't want to do one and a half and two and a half. Episode to episode, but Lachlan's was worth two. Lachlan's, <laughs> what are you? What are we on? What what was that length? What's We're that on length? an hour and one minute and forty at the moment. This is good listening for the what people. What do we say? Steam through. I re- I'd say we should finish. I just wanted to give him a cliffhanger. Oh, that's fine. That's fucking fine. 
I'm sorry. Mark this down and cut. I'm sorry. This would better be cut. We'll have cut. a cliffhanger next this time. This would be cut. I'm All right, sorry, fine. Cut. Hang on. So there are three kind of main sections to the park. Or were, I should say, because it's they did close it down. I'll make mm. that clear. You've got three main sections? It took six deaths. Give them to me. Oh, what's up? Oh. <laughs> no, I'm so, sorry you'll get to it. Well, yeah, okay. In rap form. Mm, yes. So the first section is Alpine Center. The second section is the Motor World. And then the third section is Water World. And those were all the sections, baby. Yeah. Section sounds Word. like sex. Welcome to Unfeatured Articles 2019. So in those sections, uh, each of them had their own rides. That was really good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I, I really, really like that. It was yeah. clean. It was clean. Um, I'll kind of go through the main ones, by which I mean the most like unsafe ones, I guess. Yeah, good. Um, so let's go to Alpine Center. Alpine Slide uh, was a 2,700-foot-long uh, alpine slide that descended the mountain between, beneath one of the ski lit area's chairlifts. Um, which provided guests access to the top of the slide. Riders sat on its small sleds that only had a brake control stick and rolled, ro- rode down the slide in long chutes built into the slope. It's like, just as a point of reference, have yeah. any of you been to the Big Banana? Yeah. You know how there's that thing where you get on like that little buggy and you go down the, um, the like kind of smooth ramp? Oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an alpine slide. Yeah. Okay. Um, the ride, and more specifically it, the sleds. It's, it's kind of like a bobsled. Yeah. Hmm. Kind of like a bobsled. They became no- notorious for cause- causing injuries. Uh, no. The stick that was, <laughs> yeah, right? The stick that was supposed to control the sled's speed in practice offered just two options on the infrequently ma- ma- maintained vehicles, either extremely slow or a speed that des- was described by one former employee as death awaits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yes. Those are your options. The only two options I want. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only two options my brain has. It's actually um, the only speed my car takes. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, the chutes the sleds travelled in were made of concrete, fibreglass, and asbestos. Oh, dear God. Uh, <laughs> which led to serious abrasions on riders uh, who even took mild falls. <laughs> so, so, so if you don't die from injury, they're <laughs> going to get you from asbestos. The asbestos will get you. Uh, the slide led to the first fatality at the park. A head injury suffered in 1980 by an employee whose sled ran off a track. He then fell down a large embankment and hit, hit his head on a rock, killing him. Fuck. Um, they later just put hay, hay bales uh, at curbs. <laughs> so, so that if you fall, yeah, at least you'll, you'll fall oh, no. safely. That's fine. Safely. In, it's in. also Curtis's directing style. <laughs> All right. What, putting hay bales Sh- down? Yeah, shout out that, to that. The, that one out there was for no one. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? For? Actually, actually, no. Ben. Ben listens to these. Ben Barrow. Oh, shout out, shout out to Ben. ben Barrow. Shout out. One's for uh, you, Ben. James, do you know Ben? I don't know Ben. You and Ben get on really well. I All right, mm. this is for you, Ben. All right, good. Learn to fucking see without glasses, you piece of shit. Yeah. Hey, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a glass. There are two glasses people in the room. Wait, g- glasses half. Full. I'm sorry, glasses <laughs> people. Glasses people. Yeah, glasses folk. Uh, them. Um, <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that, actually, that actually is how I identify. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so other than that, we've got um, a skateboard park. You know, pretty standard. Skate park uh, briefly existed near the ski, ski area's ski school building, uh-huh. but closed after one season due to poor design. Bowls <laughs> were separated by pavement. Sorry, I think I'm having a stroke. Um, bowls were separated by pavement, which in many cases did not meet the edges smoothly. Former park employee Tom Fergus was quoted in the magazine Weird NJ as saying that the skate park was re- responsible for so many injuries, we covered it up with dirt and pre- pretended it never existed. 
Um, it's a good way to deal with your problems. Yeah, yeah. good. Let's take a trip to Motor World. Uh, Motor World had the Super Go-Karts. Lots of fun. The Super Go-Karts allowed guests to drive around a small loop track at the speed of about 20 miles per hour. So pretty regulated. It's fine. It's 30 kilometres an hour. You know, it's not too fast. That sounds safe. Nothing bad could have happened here. Controlled by the governor devices on the carts. However, park employees knew how to circumvent the governors by wedging tennis balls into them. And they were known to do so for guests. (laughs) (laughs) As a result, an otherwise standard small engine cart ride became an opportunity to play bumper cars at 80 miles per hour. Just, sorry, 80 kilometres per hour, 50 miles per hour, still crazy. Mm. 80 kilometres an hour. I mean, I mean, we... we that's we've... how fast you go to get onto the motorway. Yep, that's a motorway <laughs> we, collision. We, we've all done our fair share of shift work. Like, you know mm. you know when you're just at work and you're just like, oh, this is really boring. I want to kill someone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It all happens. Oh, it, yeah. it happens to all of us. Yeah. Um, the Lola cars, they are miniature open cockpit race cars on the longer track. So they're kind Fuck. of the beefed up versions, you know. Mm. Extra money was charged to drive them and they too could be adjusted for speed by park employees, which similarly, with similarly harmful consequences to riders. <laughs> Former employees have said that after park management briefly set up a microbrewery nearby, <laughs> employees would break into the brewery, steal the beer, and then take the cars out and ride them on Route 94. Fuck. Yes. yes. That actually Holy sounds like a pretty fucking sick job. I, uh, I would love to work at yeah. Ocean Park. Holy shit. Um, what have we got? Who was uh, the, who's the guy who owned this place? Oh, uh, the CEO. A real rad Was it Johnny Knoxville? <laughs> no, he didn't know. I mean, probably <laughs> yeah, at yeah. this point. Eugene Mulverhill was the CEO. Um, that man sounds so untrustworthy. Let's see. I have no idea why you're saying that. Personally, Those, everything he's done so yeah, he's far has yeah, sounded really above board. board. <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially the insurance fraud that he claimed guilty to. Um, we all do it. We all do it. Come I on. I don't do it. Who amongst us hasn't committed tax fraud? Anyway. I do do it. Those were the land rides. Do it, do Let's it talk about those watercraft rides here at bit. Motor World. The super speedboats. Anyone's out there can give me a little help with my insurance. That'd be great. I can't give you advice. Otherwise, I'd get kicked out of my ATO, uh, degree. ATO, mm. if you're listening, fuck ATO, off. Listening, <laughs> fuck yeah. you. ATO, don't listen. Please. ATO. Fuck you. My taxes oh are great. If you're the fuck ATO, off. fuck you. I think actually, I think I got a letter recently that was like, um, do your taxes from 2013. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yes. <clears throat> so, super speedboats. I love this because <laughs> like- what you do can, they want to know? I worked for six. I, I worked for six weeks and got a grand. Tell them. I tried to. They won't listen. Tell her about it. Tell her everything you feel. That's you a know Billy what, Joel song. You know what I want to know? Get out of here, what? Billy Joel. Oh, he's back. I want to know about the super speedboat. They can oh, learn. Okay. They can learn. Ah, so what's curious. great about this whole article is that you can start any of these subsections and just immediately have the biggest whiplash. The super speedboats were set up in a small pond. Much like in the park. <laughs> 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 nice. The super speedboats were set up in a small pond known by park staff, park staff to be heavily infested with snakes. Oh. Uh, park so- staff sure didn't have a lot of good words to say no, about it. They were underpaid and underage. Uh, <laughs> and drunk, And apparently. drunk, yes. They could be driven around a small island at 35 to 40 miles per hour. While unlike the land vehicles, there was no way to tamper and increase their speed, many riders nonetheless used them to play bumper boats. And one seriously inebriated rider had to be rescued by the attendant lifeguard after his boat capsized following a collision. Um, bumper boats was a different one that was supposed to, supposedly safer ride. Um, 
than the super speedboats, but the engines often leaked gasoline. Hold on, wait, hold on. Supposedly a safer ride. Are you telling me that you would walk around Adventure Park (laughs) and you would look at rides and you'd be like, oh, Mm. action park. Action park, sorry. You'd walk around uh, Action Park and you'd see the different rides and Mm. they would be like ranked in terms of lethality. Like, are they just up front at the beginning? Like, look, this one's probably going to kill you. It's like that place Heart Attack Grill. Where it's like, well, yeah. if you weigh over 300 pounds, you eat for free. <laughs> and um, they're like, yeah, they've had like five heart attacks linked to them. I mean, at least you know what, yeah. you know what you're getting into. I just can't imagine going to an amusement park and being told, oh, this ride's safer than the mm, other ones. Than the one that will... And being yeah. like, oh, well, I'm going to stay here. <laughs> do, do you reckon they have like, like I know, I know at Disney, Disneyland and Disney World, they mm. have that, like, when you're lining up for a ride, it's... Estimated wait time. Yeah. Do you, do you yeah. reckon they have estimated uh, Life percentage of, of death? death? Yeah. yeah. Percentage yeah. of death. They actually, um, it's uh, something that they, it's kind of a crossover between mm. um, our two things. So, but for context, uh, when I first started doing law, one of the things that they did was they took us to the courthouse and they sat us down in a room and they were, and they got a judge to basically just say, look to your left, look to your right. By the time you guys are professionals, one of the people you just saw will either have depression or have committed suicide. Is that um, real? Yeah. Oh, so no. What I Fuck. like to imagine is at Action Park, you would go up to those rides and they would say, look to your <laughs> left, yeah, look to your right. right. Yeah. Both of those die? people you just saw will be dead by the time this ride is over. <laughs> <Yeah. right. Yeah. laughs> Treasure your memories of the wait time. Wow. Not a, lot anyway, of time, not a lot of times we are like, man, I hope I'm the one that gets depression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's not often where depression is. Depression's is, the winning one. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. winning straw. Uh, um, Depression's the fucking gold medal. Yeah. <laughs> the bumper boats, the supposedly safer ones, uh, their engines often leaked gasoline. Uh, of they did. At least one once requiring medical attention from one rider who got too much of it on his skin. Um, the Actually, surprisingly, you know what? The air rides, mm. the space shot and the slingshot, not that problematic. Really? They got away. No. They were fine. The space shot was like a tower drop, like a Tower of Terror sort of thing. Okay. Not not too much to say about it. Huh. It's pretty fine. At the least they got something right. Slingshot was a bungee cord ride in which two riders sat in a seat and were strapped in while the ride was shot up in the air and supported by a bungee cord. Um, Pretty okay. No death. Huh. That one was all right. You These were like it? the easiest ones to fuck up. Right? Yeah. yeah. This particular ride... Um, one of the former employee was like, we often wondered how many whiplash cases came out of that ride. So like, I'm sure, you know, I mean, none of them are great, but like no reported, no deaths, no deaths with that. Oh, good. Let's go to Waterworld where there are lots of deaths. Yeah. Water-based attractions make up half of the park's rides and accounted for the greatest share of its casualty. Also half of the park's deaths. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. More than, um, (laughs) (laughs) here we go. So cannonball loop, is the big one. Cannonball Loop is the one that people Sound safe. talk about. So in the mid-1980s, um, they built an enclosed water slide. Enclosed water slide, right? Not unusual for that time. In fact, the park already had several such slides. On this one, however, they decided to build a complete vertical loop at the end, similar to that of a roller coaster. The resulting slide, called the Cannonball Loop, was so intimidating that employees have reported that they were offered $100 to test it. Jesus. Oh, um, can yeah. I just interject Please. here with something? Yeah. That, um, and maybe you're going to cover it, so I'm sorry. Yeah. But an important thing to note about Action Park, and I may be wrong, but I believe every single one of these rides 
were designed and like engineered essentially yeah. by the CEO yeah. who yeah, had yeah. literally no experience in engineering. Oh, or He'd never designed amusement park rides. I did, he I had did no engineering experience. He had no experience in like safety or anything. And he literally just walked Shocker. in and was like, this is how I want the rides to go. That makes a lot of sense. And yeah. they just made them exactly how he asked. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing has ever surprised me less yeah. in the universe. Weren't, weren't they made by like built like physically by the um the staff that I wouldn't surprise me um so the, the drunk underage <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that makes sense if you can imagine so essentially it's just like this big sloping enclosed water slide uh that goes down and then at like a 45 degree angle and then at the end of it is like a literal circle that you have to <laughs> go through a literal loop uh that comes out in the end there's a photo there, on, there is a picture on the page uh, that will link. It's terrifying. Um, that one there, Drew. Oh my god. Yeah. So, uh, Fergus, a former employee, just type in Cannonball Loop, Lachlan. He described himself as one of the idiots who took the offer, the hundred dollar <laughs> offer. Uh, said one hundred dollars did not buy enough booze to drown out that memory. The slide was open for one month during summer 1985 before it was closed at the order of the state's advisory board on carnival amusement safety a uh, ride safety and a highly unusual move at the time one wo- one worker told a newspaper that there were too many bloody noses and back injuries from riders as and it was ri- widely rumored uh, that some of the test dummies sent down before it had opened had been dismembered and decapitated <sighs> Uh, a rider also reportedly got stuck at the top of the loop due to insufficient water pressure and a hatch had to be installed at the bottom of the slope to allow for future extractions. Uh, <laughs> the tidal wave... I just had a thing come through my ear. I don't know what it was. Did they come through on the, yeah. <laughs> on the recording? Yeah. Uh, I've just I found a video of the, of the oh, cannibal loop. Oh, I see, loop. right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a look later. Yeah. We'll, t- we'll, we'll uh, link it. The tidal wave pool was where the first patron death occurred. So uh, here we go. You know you're doing bad when you have to classify your deaths. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what an honour, though. This, yeah, right? Oh, to be the yeah. first patron death of Action Park? Yeah. If only. Um, and I, another, I visitor, another visitor drowned in this common water park attraction five years later. Uh, so essentially it's a big uh, tidal wave pool. We don't know these. It's 30 metres by 60, 76 metres. Um, could hold 500 to 1,000 people. Uh, waves were generated for 20 minutes at a time with 10-minute intervals, uh, reaching as much as a metre in height. Um, however, the thing was, it wasn't always obvious that at the end of the pool, it gets deeper. Uh, it's not very well communicated. So a lot of people, uh, of one person isn't. in particular, who died, uh, went to the far end <laughs> and I guess didn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> a, a real Harold Holt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Um, the Kamikaze uh, was one of the more tame water slides. Oh yeah, sounds uh, it. Blue in colour, featured several drops and rises. Riders would lie on their backs with their arms and legs crossed and go down a chute, which pitched steeply at first and then went up and down several times before ending in a pool. Um, that one, you know, pool of your own blood. Pool of your own blood. <laughs> that one managed to like make it through. That one was all right. Sorry guys, I'm just gonna really quickly play uh, the the jingle for action. Oh part. please, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Damn, I That's believe it. it. I mean. There, there is. is no other no. Uh, theme park no. where I can die no. like like consistently. Um, Man, I hope that came through. 
Yeah, it was. It came through the, into the right ear, as far as I'm aware. I don't think it came through on the, on the, oh, on the no. recording. We just, we, we, let's would, do would, a, would you like me to sing it? Yeah, let's yeah, do yeah, it. Let's do it. Let's do a. Let's do a three, There's nothing. Three, two, one. There's nothing in the world like Action Park. I mean, say what you will. It's very catchy. Yeah, it's a good jingle. We, yeah, we, that's gonna be in my head for days. Yeah. Um, let's see. The one I want to kind of close on. Um, there is a whole thing about the employees. Uh, that I do want to touch on later. So yeah, I'll do good. that afterwards. And the availability of alcohol on ground is an entire thing. Mm. Um, in fact, I'll skip to that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Sounds Employees, like my kind of park. The vast majority of workers at Action Park, at least the ones regularly seen by visitors, were teenagers. Um, Jim Desai, a security director for the park, said he got the job at the age of 21 after having worked at the park for two years. His experience was not uncommon. <laughs> Most were underage, undertrained, often under the influence of alcohol, and cared little for enforcing the park rules and safety requirements. Height and weight-based restrictions were often ignored. Um, isn't, vill- isn't that your one job? As I like, mean, as yeah, like just thing? to make just sure like, people... Okay, cool. Um, you're this height. You can go. You're under this height. Fuck off. Um... Oh, Action Park and its defenders often pointed out that it was one of the first water parks in the nation and thus pioneered ideas that were later widely copied. So, like, sure, people died, but it was a pioneer. Those were pioneer deaths. Um, And the availability of alcohol on the grounds. The park also sold beer in many kiosks on the grounds with similarly relaxed enforcement of the drinking age as with other restrictions in the park. Doctors treating the injured often reported that many of them were intoxicated. Uh, I mean, when, when you're being served by your mate Dylan, who's also 50. Yeah, it's right. Like, like, <laughs> it's not that. There is a list easy, of easy. fatalities, uh, which is disturbingly long. Mm, I can imagine. <laughs> oh, there's only like nine. One, two, three, four, five. There's only six. There's only six. It's fine. Um, interestingly, and because this is the thing that I had heard about Action Park, actually, yeah, was um, a little while after, I believe, um, it might have been just after they finally like retired those like final rides in 2009. Mm. Um, the former CEO of uh, Great American Recre- Recreation, yeah, um, bought back Action Park. And uh, changed the name back to Action Park in 2014. And oh, for yeah. Two yep. years. How much did they pay for it? I guarantee you it was too much. I mean, probably almost nothing. I mean, I imagine they were just giving Action Park away. But this guy managed to buy the park back, got it reset up. I think his son then came in and started like sure. redesigning stuff. <laughs> like, still not an engineer. Yeah. Kept in the family. Very it's, good. It's literally. The, the sequel of Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, more or less. And it, then, yeah, I guess they they retired the name again a couple of years later. For it's funny because, like, they didn't really close because of the deaths. Mm. Uh, the <laughs> bank that lent them the $19 million to, like, start Jesus. up the thing. Um, in 1995, they were like, hey, you haven't paid back this debt. They filed suit against them in an effort to bring the process of foreclosing on the debt owed to them. Law firms owed money for the, for the services rendered between 1991 and 1993 also began filing suit. As November approached, uh, they negotiated a, another deal um, with two other companies in which they would purchase the debt. Those two companies would, would purchase the debt temporarily, fending off an impending foreclosure. Uh, then in February 1996, uh, those who had taken the debt petitioned to force the company into bankruptcy over the $14 million owed by the struggling company. GAR filed for Chapter 11 protection that following month, but remained optimistic that they could regain their financial footing within a year. And then 
they shut down. Yeah. Shit. Unsurprising. Yeah. Oh, God, I think it's so fucking funny whenever someone decides that a company hasn't paid back their debt fast mm. enough. So the response is just, eh, we'll just shut them down. Yeah. We'll just shut them down. Because yeah. you can do that in Queensland too. If a company if like a company doesn't pay back their debt in time and you like go through the processes of asking for it officially, mm. you can just go to court and be like, um, hello, uh, excuse me, Your Honor, can we make them not exist anymore? <laughs> can we do that? And the court is just kind of like... Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, guess. I mean, like, ass- yeah, we'll make that happen. Because, like, assumedly, if you're a company who's like gotten this loan, you would promise that you're making enough profit that you can pay it back, mm. and you're just not delivering on that promise. But so the- it makes sense that you'd want to close this company down that isn't making any money. But the beauty of it is, though, it's not because it's a term of your agreement mm. to shut them it's down. Just it's just another separate thing that you can do. Right. Is just go to court and ask them to. It's called winding up, which I think is a very <laughs> funny thing. It's just like, let's <laughs> call it a day on this one. And we're just like, yeah, we're just, we're done, actually, guys. We're done with these ones. Let's send them home. Speaking of... I think we're done with today's episode. Yeah, what should, we, should we wind up? Should we wind I think up? We should wind oh, up. All right. An hour and twenty-two. I think that's probably. Oh, a what good a good idea. one! Anyone still listening? <laughs> thank you. What a what a what. A, I, this has been good content. Oh, oh no, no, good, good, good content. Just like, no, 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 no. Just long, long, no. long app. What happened? Yeah. You coming to our house? <laughs> I'm I not, think, not your house. I don't think there was any houses. Any? I, I think we're good. I think we're all happy. We're all on the same level. James? Yeah. <laughs> I got words for you, oh, big yeah. dog. Tell me about them, stud. Well, my name is Curtis, and I'm here to say I don't like the way you speak to me sometimes. Maybe it's probably oh, oh. a good idea to okay. think about. Do we want to resolve this like way you now, talk to like people. here? This is- um. We'll record an out special episode of you and me resolving. Yeah, our we'll just have a, we'll have a resolution episode. Um, um, of those you, two, <laughs> sorry, mate. Yeah, I was going to say, can, can you give me a beat? Oh, absolutely. Here okay, we here we go. My name is Drew, and I like to say I'm just having a really fun time being on this podcast. Oh, thanks, man. I really, I really appreciate it. that. That is really meaningful to us. Thanks yeah. for doing my joke, but uh, slightly different. Yeah, I improved it. See, now you're dragging <laughs> us down. Guys, keep it positive. Uh, of those two, what are we choosing? I liked the law one. I are we, we going to choose one from, from today? Oh, we're no, we're going to do after, of... after. Okay, okay. Next yeah. episode, we'll see. Next we'll episode, do all we'll four. Choose, Ooh, we'll choose from it's them. that cliffhanger you want to get. Yeah. yeah, we finally got a cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. Bloody two-parter. Yeah, Until then, find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just search um, and you'll find us. Boys, we'll see you in a, in a week from today. Yeah, I will see we'll you go in, out come back. in one week. One week. One week from today. Okay. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Our theme song is Purgatory and Friends by Kevin. It is, uh, but we're actually going to go out to the 80s uh, power ballad. From oh, yeah. of course. Fantastic. I can't um, wait. So we'll catch you all next time. Thank you so much for listening. Until then, I've been Curtis Lang. Oh, I'm Lachlan. I'm Drew Buchanan. I'm James Keogh. Uh I'm sorry, Lachlan, we caught you off guard. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. until next time, browse responsibly. <laughs>
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.